Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Open Mic Friday, September the 25th, in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And what are we going to be talking about today? Well, two things happened this week that got me thinking about what we should speak on today. Uh, The one was the Sunday school lesson that I had given on Tuesday on issues, etc. And it was about God visiting Abraham. And the Sunday school lesson made very clear that this angel of the Lord who visited Abraham and told him of the promise about Isaac was indeed Jesus Christ in his pre-incarnate state. The second thing that happened is I got a request for six copies of Peter Kurowski's book, Angel of the Lord. We're going to be sending that out. I've had a little problem sending out books because I'm running out of them. These are books that we've published under Torellian Productions, and there's about 30 of them. And the Angel of the Lord is one of them by Peter Kurowski. And the reason I have a little trouble is I have another location where I have an office that has a printer and a cutter and a folder, uh, 6,000 books, and my computer got stolen. So I got another computer, and I had the company that works with me come in, and they got it working with the printer, but after a few weeks, it stopped working. And I even took it to Best Buy, and they were unable to fix it. So now I had to buy another computer. Yeah, there's some cost to doing Law and Gospel on KFUO, and if you're all at all eager to help me out, Uh, Listen at the end of the program for the address where you can send a check. And I'd be very appreciative of this, especially as we're coming near the end of the year. At any rate, I got this new computer and I had two individuals come in from the company I work with and they finally have it working with the printer. And so I can go from my computer and it goes right to this big printer, and guess what? It makes a book. So I'll be getting more books out. Angel of the Lord is a book that you can get. Uh, you you can go to uh, lawandgospel.com. That's my website, and I have a few of the books up there, and you can pay through PayPal or your credit card, etc. And we'll be able to be sending books out now because I've got the ability to do that again. At any rate, with the request of the angel of the Lord, I was looking through the book. And to the surprise of many, even Lutherans, Jesus is mentioned over 60 times in the Old Testament. He's mentioned as the angel of the Lord. He, of course, visits Abraham. I believe that he's actually mentioned 
in the first verses of the Bible. First verses of the Bible. Isn't that about creation? Well, if you recall from John chapter 1, there was nothing created that was not created by Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And in verse 14 of John 1, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's obviously Jesus Christ. Well, where is he mentioned in the very first verses of Genesis? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And according to the Apostles' Creed, that's talking about God the Father. Then verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There's the Holy Spirit. Then verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, Jesus is the one who created everything, according to John chapter 1. He's referred to as God in Genesis 1 verse 3, and he creates the light. In fact, um, in verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, the image of God is referring to his righteousness. And Adam and Eve were righteous because they were sinless until they fell into sin. And therefore, all of us end up with original sin. So what happens in the book that Peter Krowski wrote is on the angel of the Lord what happens is he goes through a whole bunch of occasions when Jesus appears as the angel of the Lord. Now, sometimes there's no definite article, the angel. And that could refer to just a, a regular angel, like the two angels that were with God when they visited Abraham. And remember, they went to Sodom and Gomorrah visited Lot, rescued him and his family uh, before Sodom and Gomorrah were, were destroyed by, well, fire from hell or fire from heaven because of their hellish existence. One of the best passages, if somebody is questioning that the angel of the Lord is God, is Exodus chapter 3. Moses has fled from Egypt after he had put to death one of the Egyptian soldiers for hitting on one of Israel Israel's children. So he got married there, and he's keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he leads the flock to the back of the desert and comes to Horeb, which is referred to in chapter 3, verse 1, as the mountain of God. 
Now, that is also another name for Mount Sinai. Verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. I, I use this as an example of trying to help people understand the Lord's Supper, that we believe that we are receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But we disagree with the Roman Catholics who talk about transubstantiation, that what happens, the priest has an indelible character and he can have the bread and wine change into the body and blood of Christ. We do not agree with that. We believe, teach, and confess that it remains bread and wine, but in, with, and under the bread and the wine, we receive the body and blood of Christ. And I use this example of Jesus at the burning bush. I say to somebody that I'm teaching, is God a burning bush? Well, no, no, he's not. But then I say, did he not appear in, with, and under the burning bush? Oh, oh, yes, he did. And that's the same way that the body and blood is in, with, and under the bread and the wine. We don't give a philosophical reason or even a scientific reason how that occurs because the Bible doesn't reveal that. It just tells us what is happening. So getting back to the angel of the Lord, he's in this bush burning with fire, but the bush is not consumed. So Moses says, verse 3 of Exodus 3, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Verse 4, very important. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses replied, here I am. Now notice, it's the angel of the Lord that appears to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And verse 4 says that this is God who is calling to him. So there's the evidence that the angel of the Lord is God. And the word angel, Malach, means messenger. Jesus is the messenger of God the Father. That's why God the Father says in the New Testament, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And he says that at the first time, that Jesus is baptized by John the baptizer. And John complains. He says, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not to baptize you. You're to baptize me. And Jesus says, no, this is to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, Jesus underwent a baptism of repentance of sin, even though he never sins. He took upon himself our sin. And that's taught in the book of Corinthians, that God the Father declared him to be a sinner. 
and he was the greatest sinner in the world because he had the sins of everybody on his shoulders on the cross. So when Moses says to the angel of the Lord, referred to as God in verse 4, here I am, then God says, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Now, that's really important because if Moses had been on that mountain a week before, he would have walked by that burning bush, which was not burning. It was just a regular bush. But God chose on that day to somehow dwell within the burning bush in such a way that the ground became holy ground. That's why we can often say at a potluck at a church, be serving bread as part of a meal and not consider it to be the body of Christ because it's not holy bread containing in, with, and under it the body of Christ until the words of institution are declared by the pastor at the altar. And therefore, this is a clear distinction between the burning bush prior to being holy ground and the burning bush now being holy ground. Now, verse 7, And the Lord said, remember, Verse 2, the angel of the Lord. I've seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land. That's the land of Canaan. To a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel have come to me. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh. The angel of the Lord is talking to Moses that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, isn't that interesting? Moses has faith in the true God. God gives him a command, and Moses says, Wait a minute, who am I? that that can happen. You know, God gives us many promises and we say to ourselves, well, how is that going to happen? Like, I will forgive your sins. Well, how can you forgive my sins? Because if you forgive my sins, I should stop sinning, but I keep on sinning. And we don't realize a lot of times that forgiveness doesn't mean you're gonna stop sinning but it means that your sins you will no longer be held accountable for because Jesus Christ is held accountable for them. So 
God says, I will certainly be with you. And then he gives them a sign. Now, this is really interesting. This is verse 12. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Now, normally when you think of a sign, that means some kind of sign that is occurring prior to the event. But this is a sign that will occur after Moses is used by God to bring the people out of Egypt. And remember how he does that. They cross the Red Sea. They get to the mountain. And that's the mountain that he's on right now, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai. And then Moses says to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Verse 14, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, in the original Hebrew, uh, we find the, the name of God. And Unfortunately, in the Hebrew, there were no vowels when the Bible was originally written. So all we find are four consonants, Y, H, W, H. We insert the vowel A after the Y and the vowel E before the last letter and end up with Yahweh. I am who I am, is from the copular verb to be. Now, note clearly that name of God is used many, many times in the Bible. And in the New Testament, in the Greek, uh, the way that it is becoming clear to us that the person is using that name, the way you say, I am, is emi, E-I-M-I. It's one word, but it means I am. But the personal pronoun for I is ego, E-G-O. And so when the two are often put together, ego emi, this is Jesus talking about that he is God. He says, Ego and me, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. There's a whole bunch of I am's that he uses. In, in fact, when he is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's asked the question, are, are you Jesus who we have come to arrest? He again says, ego and me, and the soldiers, who are Jewish soldiers sent by the high priest, they fall down because that's an act of blasphemy to use the name of God if you're only a human being. So we, we see Jesus often 
talking about ego and me. And in the Old Testament, 60 plus times that word is used for the angel of the Lord. So there's just a couple of examples where the angel of the Lord is definitely Jesus. In fact, if you listen to the Sunday school lesson, when Abraham was very old, you know, he was 75 years old when God called him and said he would have a son. Sarah laughed because she was 65 years old, way past the age of childbearing. Then the year before Isaac was born, the angel of the Lord again appeared to Abraham and told him that in a year he would have a son. And when he had a son, Abraham was 100 years old, Sarah was 75 years old, and she laughed again, but this time she laughed for joy because she had had a son. Uh, Remember, when they heard the promise 25 years before and Sarah was still barren, she had Abraham have a son with Hagar, and then this did not work very well (laughs) because having more than one wife, as Peter Kurowski says in his book, he declared them to be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Eve's. So polygamy is definitely a problem from God's point of view, but that's a whole nother subject. At any rate, we see God once more being referred to as the angel of the Lord. Now, it's somewhat interesting that in Peter Krauski's book, he talks about the, um, uh, he calls it the composite of the angel of the Lord, the description. And he uses not only the Old Testament verses, but also the New Testament. First of all, the angel of the Lord as the second person of the Trinity in the Old Testament is a help to the helpless. And there he uses Genesis 16 and Matthew chapter 5. He is worshipped, Exodus 3, Joshua 5, and Matthew 28. He is got humor Numbers 22 and Matthew 7. He wields a sword, 1 Chronicles 21 and Matthew 25. He's judge, 2 Kings 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He wrestles with believers, Genesis 32 and 2 Corinthians 12. Remember when the name Israel was given, Israel means one who wrestles with God. And so believers wrestle with God all the time. In fact, last week's 
gospel lesson was about a individual who murmured against God because he had worked a full day, but he didn't get any more salary pay than someone who had just worked an hour. And he murmured against God. He was wrestling with God. Every time you and I sin, we're murmuring against God. We are doing what he does not want us to do. And therefore, that is really an attack against God. But second person of the Trinity, getting back to it, one of the descriptions says that he keeps his promises. Genesis 18, Matthew 16. He forgives and gives us his righteousness. Zechariah chapter 3 and Romans chapter 4. Now, this is critical because you cannot get to heaven without being fully righteous. And yet, you cannot be righteous in your own works. So at your baptism, there is a switch where God takes your sins and he gives you his righteousness. He protects us from Satan. Zechariah 3, Luke 22. He intercedes for believers. That is Zechariah chapter 1 and Romans chapter 1. He saves by water. Exodus 14 and 1 Peter chapter 3. And he redeems us. This is all the angel of the Lord we're talking about. And where does he redeem us? Genesis 48 and Galatians chapter 1. Galatians commentary by Luther, if you can ever get a hold of that. That is really wonderful. Especially chapter 3, talking about law and gospel. So, if you're interested in receiving the Angel of Angels, you can go to the website, lawgospel.com, or you can email me, ask for a copy, I'll send it to you with a bill, and the cost is $10 uh, per book. I'm Tom Baker, join me Monday for a study of the Bible. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.